You're listening to the Daily Sweat Podcast, where we are all about doing something that makes you sweat every single day. What is up, friends? Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. As always, I am super stoked that you are here and you are ready to soak up some of this knowledge. And today, we've got a great conversation. I am chatting with a fellow podcaster, Jordan Thompson, and we talk all about vulnerability. And vulnerability, we touch on this a little bit in the podcast, but it's one of those things that's like almost kind of trendy these days where, you know, everyone is sharing a story and everyone's talking about hardships and struggles and things online. And I had somebody mention to me once that like, it seemed like vulnerability is just another marketing trend now. And that made me kind of sad because vulnerability is a really, really beautiful thing. And I know sometimes when you're scrolling through social media and someone's got a post with like a super, super long caption and they're talking about something that's challenging in their lives or a lesson that they've learned, you might initially think, oh yeah, here she goes, she's got another story. But at the end of the day, like we all do have stories and I think it's really, really beautiful that we are sharing them and that we're being open and honest with them. And sure, there are probably people out there who are sharing their stories, maybe not with the most great intentions behind them, but whatever. There's people with weird intentions doing everything. But the reason why I think this is so important, and again, we do dive into this in the podcast more, is that Just think, like, could you imagine how much more smoothly our world would run, our relationships with one another would flow, how our conversations would go, if we all just actually said what was on our minds and spoke our truth and stated our needs, even if it was really uncomfortable? Like, just think, just think, just think about it, think about it, constantly hold back on having a difficult conversation or speaking up or, you know, sharing an opinion that might be a little bit controversial. How different would your life be? And that's really where vulnerability comes in. Vulnerability and being vulnerable, it allows us to have those potentially difficult conversations that can lead to some really amazing things. So if you've been hearing a lot about vulnerability lately, or maybe you're kind of just like bored of seeing the same sort of stuff on social media with everyone, quote unquote, oversharing, this might be a good interview for you to listen to so you can gain an understanding as to what vulnerability actually is and why it's so important. So as I said, I was speaking with a fellow podcaster, Jordan Thompson. Um, Keep an eye out because I will be on her podcast as well in the future, Journal Theory. So I think she said it'd be coming out around November-ish, but I will keep y'all updated. But beyond being a podcaster, Jordan Thompson is a writer at heart, a proud mama, semi-cool wife, and world's worst small talker. She believes she's been put on this earth to share her gifts with others through written and spoken word, and she has a knack for coaching others despite her shy and introverted tendencies. Jordan helps others change their lives through mental and physical fitness, and as a trainer and manager of private personal training studios, she helps others gain the tools to change their bodies and their lives. 
Her complete obsession with the laws of the universe and mindfulness has led her to create her own podcast focused on personal growth, mindset guidance, and connective storytelling. She hopes to give women the connection and tools to gain an abundant life. It's her mission to inspire you to write, share, and evolve. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the Daily Sweat Podcast, Jordan. I'm super excited to have you here. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Amazing. So before we get into the meat of our conversation today, I just want to start off by learning a little bit more about you. What are you most excited about right now? Yeah. So honestly, I have to say that I'm probably most excited about my own podcast that I have. I have my own podcast. It's called The Journal Theory. And it's all about connective storytelling and mindset guidance and uh, personal growth. And it was kind of just a passion project that I got started this past spring. And it has just evolved into this love of mine. And I've really poured myself into it aside from all the things that I do in my day to day and my normal job. And, um, I'm just really stoked for it because it began as like just a very personal project. And it was, um, stories about myself, stories about the women in my own social circle. And it's now evolved into reaching a much wider audience and getting an opportunity to connect with women from all over the country that I would never normally get to meet and hear their story and, and then be able to turn around and share that with other people. So I'm just really excited for where that's kind of gone over the last six months and where it continues to go. Awesome. That's so beautiful. And I can feel your excitement through your words. (laughs) It's really cool. What did, what made you decide to get into podcasting? You know, I've been through a lot of, a lot of stuff that I feel like most women have just normal rites of passage, whether it's been a breakup or going through financial troubles or, um, you know, something maybe a little more extreme. Like I found out I was pregnant on accident and all of those things have been really major in, in my life, but they're pretty normal things. If you look at them, I mean, women go through that stuff all the time. And I noticed that, that those types of events in my life, like I said, were really normal. So it's able to connect me with other women, but there were big lessons that I've learned from every major milestone or rite of passage or or things like that. And I'm, I'm really grateful because I'm able to take a step back and see those lessons that I've learned. And I wanted to turn around and share that with other people because I know there's so much power in in getting control of your mindset and realizing that we have complete creative tr- control over our lives. And, you know, I've been down my own journey, journey of, excuse me, journey of personal development. Um, and I just want to, you know, turn around and help other people and, and teach and coach and share whatever I can. That's amazing. And you mentioned that in going through all of these different experiences, you were able to share with other women in your circle and kind of talk about them and know that you weren't feeling alone. But I'm sure there are so many women who don't have those types of people in their lives. And by you just opening up that dialogue and creating that space for those conversations, I'm sure you're helping so many women feel heard and feel seen, giving them that, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in this for probably the first time, which is so cool. Exactly. You know, I think when we hear the stories of other, not even just women, but other people, and 
it gets you kind of feeling like, oh my God, me too. Like I've been there before. I'm going through that same exact thing. You know, like you said, it, it helps you feel not alone. And, and we are, we are tribal, you know, we, we are meant for a sense of community. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like whether this is falling on just a couple of people's ears, if it's just helping one person, then to me that, that feels like I am doing the right thing and, and still having some sort of positive impact out there. Mm. Yes. I feel you on that sister. (laughs) Now you had mentioned to me before that you are a recovering shy girl. So (laughs) how did you go from being a shy girl to coming on a podcast and talking about everything going on in your life? Like what prompted that shift? Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause I very strategically choose the words recovering shy girl because, you know, if I'm being honest, I, I battle that stuff all the time, every day. It's, it's a confidence issue that, you know, a lot of us deal with, but I was a painfully shy kid, very, very uncomfortable in my own skin. And I still have those moments now at 31, but, um, I've really been able to see that every time I have either stepped out of my comfort zone willingly or have been kind of forced out of my comfort zone, incredible growth and, and change have come from that. And it's despite it being super scary and really uncomfortable, that vulnerability is, I think, just such a important key to being able to actually grow. And, and I'll be damned if I'm not always growing. Like I refuse to look back and look back in a year and see myself in the same place today, if you know what I mean. And so, um, so yeah, it's really all been by choice, I think, to kind of push myself because I know I don't want to be in the same place for the rest of my life. Mm, Interesting. Was there like a defining moment that led to that or was it just kind of like a culmination of feeling like you wanted something different for yourself? Yeah, I, you know, I wish I, I had this big aha moment, but <laughs> don't know that I have. It's, <laughs> it's been, yeah, like just years and years, I think, of, of putting myself in, um, in trying situations. And, and, you know, actually, that gets me thinking now that you bring that up. Um, I used to be absolutely terrified of change because I had a lot of change that happened kind of in my earlier childhood. Um, my, my parents got divorced when I was really young, my mom remarried and then my dad passed away. And that was all in a span of just like three years. It was, I was six and then, yeah, my dad passed away when I was nine. So, you know, totally diagnosing myself here, but I think I was so, so, so terrified of change because I had gone through such massive amounts of it early on. And so I think that's kind of what made me retreat a little bit inside myself and become so shy. And so I think that's kind of what caused it. So it was just years and years and years of, of kind of actively undoing it. Um, so that I wasn't just, I guess a, um, how do you say it? I didn't want to just be a product of like my environment or I didn't want to argue for my limitations anymore. It's like, I wanted to, to be able to make change in my life and really be in, in control of, of that direction of, you know, just how my, my whole journey was going to go. 
And I totally just rambled there. So hopefully that made sense. It totally did. We love the rambles here. Okay. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a very organized ramble and it made a lot of sense. <laughs> and, you know, big props to you for recognizing that. You mentioned that you're 31. Mm-hmm. So you must have had those realizations and started to make those changes, you know, fairly early in your life, even if it's mid-20s. That's still early in our lives. Yeah. So good yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a big... Um, not even a defining moment, but I think what kind of began to kickstart me really taking action was I had had this, I actually was going to a gym. Funny enough, I was um, going in for a workout one day with my boyfriend, who's now my husband. And I just had this complete meltdown and it was totally unrelated to anything going on at the gym. But I remember the instructor like pulled me aside and he was like, what? is going on? Like, are you okay? Is it something that I said in the warm up? And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I was, I was just hardcore stressing about money. I was stressing about our financial situation and I was way overwhelmed and just, you know, just, I felt super out of control. And he gifted me this book. It's called, um, how to stop worrying and start living by Dale Carnegie. And Dale Carnegie is very well known. Um, but not so much for this book. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think he wrote it like around the same amount of time as, uh, uh, how to win for how, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. How to win friends and influence people. Yeah. Um, but it really helped me kind of shift my perspective a little bit. And that's kind of what, um, really began to take me on a, a path of personal growth. And that was probably when I was about 26. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Way to go fitness professional. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Now, um, you had mentioned, you mentioned the word vulnerability before, Mm -hmm. and I want to dive into that a little bit because vulnerability is, it's a very popular concept right now, I guess. And I even had somebody mention to me before that it was almost like trendy now, which kind of made me cringe a little bit because sharing the depths of my soul on the internet has been my (laughs) for a while now. But for our listeners who have maybe heard of vulnerability and like kind of know what it is, but maybe don't really, can you explain to us what exactly vulnerability is? Yeah. So vulnerability in my brain is being um, emotionally open, totally authentic to oneself, despite knowing what will come of it or how it will be perceived by others. And I think that's that's a big key there is, is if you actually look at the definition of vulnerability, it's basically leaving yourself open to be wounded. And that's, I think what it feels like at the time, or that's what we assume being vulnerable is like, is that we're putting ourselves out there to be hurt. When in all honesty, we are really putting our true self out there to be connected with. And that's why I think it's Super, super important because when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and kind of act or lead with those actions, it's saying my goals, my dreams, my voice, whatever it is that I'm putting out there is so important to me that I'm willing to leave myself open, possibly to wound, but it's it's really, but it's really about just having that real connection with others. And, and like I mentioned earlier, earlier, we need community. We need that connection. So yeah, that's kind of how I view it. 
I love it. And I I think that's such a beautiful way of looking at it. And you're so right in that need for connection. Like it's funny because we're so connected through social media and the internet and all of these different things. And yet I don't know if we have had a point in our human existence where people have felt more lonely and more disconnected. Mm, Now, with with the vulnerability, um, so you you've mentioned that you know it's important for us to allow to open ourselves up so that we can connect with people and so that we can understand that that connection is maybe more important than those voices that say we shouldn't share this. But on even a day to day level, you know, if somebody is thinking about where does vulnerability fit into my life at the office or something like that, how how can vulnerability fit into those more day to day scenarios? That's a really good question. Um, And, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is actually being transparent in your conversations that you're having with people, in your intentions with people. Um, And so, you know, my mind goes to the workplace and and, and having maybe challenging conversations. So, for example, um, I I am also uh, working in the fitness industry. Um, I work for a private personal training company. And it's absolutely necessary to have candid conversations, not only with the people that you work with, but your clients, right? Because in order to lead them down the right path and help them reach their goals, you have to be open and honest for, for the greater good. And so that I think alone can be a vulnerable moment because you are being honest with somebody, let's say somebody is wanting to lose weight, but they're not doing the work and not changing their diet. And you have to be candid, being honest with them, but you have to open yourself to, to possibly, you know, getting pushback or getting told that you are, you're the reason why they're not losing weight. You know, it's, it's a very specific example, but it goes mm-hmm. back to, um, I think being authentic and just being very transparent, um, because people can smell whether or not you're being authentic. And, um, and I think that's really scary for people because we often want to do things that we think will make people happy or we'll do something because we don't want to hurt their feelings. And it may not always be in their best interest and it may not always be in our best interest in the relationship. So, um, yeah, I would say be transparent, be open and be honest, despite, you know, what will come of it or how it will be perceived by other people. Yeah. And I love that example that you used. We have a lot of fitness professionals who do listen to the podcast. So I know that's something that so many of us can relate to those like really difficult conversations with clients and um, yeah, just opening yourself up to that. Yeah. absolutely. One of the the things that you said about, you know, people can sense when you're not being authentic. I always found that sometimes I just didn't connect with people and I couldn't figure Mm. out why it was. And I, something always felt a little bit off about the relationship. And it wasn't until I started to cultivate more of my own self-awareness that I realized that that person was not showing their true selves. And oftentimes it wasn't from a malicious or a sneaky point of view. It was Mm -hmm. more from being uncomfortable with themselves or feeling like they needed to be somebody they were not. And then the energy that just is that comes across from that just doesn't always feel great, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You put that perfectly. It is like all your senses, your intuition firing, and you can't quite put your finger on it, but you just know something's not right. And it is, it is because there's just some type of energy that's not aligned with, with you and where you currently are. 
Yeah. Now, all of these beautiful conversations aside, this can still be really hard. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, Like, do you have any tips for those of us who really struggle with the idea of being vulnerable, but maybe want to begin to incorporate some small practices into our own lives? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, first things first, for anyone who is really struggling with this, I, I bet you anything that you're also probably fallen victim to the comparison game. And, you know, it's really, really easy in this world of social media to want to put your perfect self out there or, you know what I mean? It just show everybody that the highlight reel, right? We've all heard the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of use that example to maybe create some framework here. Um, Think about the people who you do follow on social media that you really, really admire. And I bet you anything that you connect with their posts that are open and honest and talk about real life issues and real life struggles not the carefully crafted captions that they post. So just think about that for a second and know that that's actually what you're connecting with. So if that's something that you are wanting in return from other people, then that is likely something that, you know, you're also going to have to put out there is open and openness, honesty, and talking about real life struggles that people can actually relate to. So keeping that in the back of your mind, I think is important, but in terms of, of actions, um, I would say start with something really, really small, like journaling. And I'm a humongous advocate of journaling and writing in particular, uh, because I believe it's not only therapeutic, but it, it, there's just some sort of magic that happens when you put your pen to paper and these ideas are kind of flowing through you. Um, but start with journaling and be be authentic there, be vulnerable, write about the stuff that terrifies you, write about the stuff that excites you, write about your big dreams, your big goals, write about the things that you need to release from your head and your heart. And I think that's really important to do first, because if you can't be honest with yourself, then you can't be honest with, with really anybody else. So I believe that's a great starting off point and it's pretty safe because it's not meant for anybody else. Um, you know, if you do a good enough job, you're not going to, you know, be sharing that journal with other people. Um, so start there. And then the, the mindset is probably the hardest piece of the puzzle here because it's, it's your ego and it's fear. That's really talking very loudly when it, when you're afraid to put your true self out there. Um, so I, w- I highly, highly recommend meditation of some way, shape or form. I know some people are all about it and some people probably want nothing to do with it, but, um, I strongly urge people to at least give it a shot and start with like five minute meditations if that's your jam. Um, and I, I have to recommend a very specific YouTube channel that I absolutely love. It's called uh, rising higher meditation and it's just very, productive and like she's her voice is extremely calming at the same time so um yeah so starting with journaling get really honest with yourself first and and start taking some courageous leaps on paper before you maybe start doing it in your day-to-day um and then tackling the mindset piece because at the end of the day if you can get your mind right you can do anything a hundred percent agree with you (laughs) 
And I, I love the emphasis on journaling too. I think it's such a great way to really get in tune with what's actually going on inside of us. Do you yeah. have like a go-to journal prompt that you like to recommend or one that's your favorite if you're feeling a little bit stuck? Oh man, you know, I should, I really should. Um, <laughs> I think the easiest and probably the, the best way to begin a journaling excerpt is really to just start with gratitude and to always lead with that. So if you're struggling to find things to write about, or even just to kind of get that flow started, writing down three things that you're truly grateful for, it, it can, um, again, just kind of get you started off in the right mindset and the right place. And once you start talking about the things that you're grateful for, the rest of the writing tends to come naturally. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Leading with gratitude is amazing, whether it's written or even just sitting and thinking it out. Absolutely. And just as a little side thing that I will add to that, um, something that I found really helpful when I was starting journaling was I would write a question at the top of a piece of paper as though I was asking that to a friend. So I would write like, how are you feeling today? Or where are you currently at today at the top of a piece of paper? And then I would just kind of go from there and just let everything out. And sometimes it was a lot and sometimes it wasn't a whole lot. So that might be something for our listeners that you may find helpful. If it feels weird, like writing to yourself, (laughs) you could maybe make it even more weird and like write a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love that. And I love that you mentioned that sometimes it's a lot and sometimes it's like, you know, a, a little, maybe it's the bare minimum, but, um, I think it's important if, if you do begin journaling, which I think everybody could, is that it is a practice. It's the consistency and you're not going to get anything out of it unless it's something that you do really on a regular basis. So even if you do have those days where you're like, I don't feel like writing anything and I have those, um, just keep doing it. Just If you need to just write down the same affirmation over and over, if that's your journal entry for the day, then great, do it. But it's the consistency and the practice that will ultimately get you the benefit. Mm, Yes, such a good recipe. Mm -hmm. Now, for a little bit of inspiration, if anyone's like, okay, this sounds cool and I think I can get on board with this, but I'm still a little bit nervous. Do you have any stories in your own life where being vulnerable felt really uncomfortable, but it actually turned into something really beautiful? Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a couple, but the, the first one that comes to mind is actually, I think it's the second episode of my own podcast. And I really struggled to record this episode. It was a, a major event in my life. I have actually gone through a really, really tough breakup when I was mm, 24. And it was, I mean, just a, like a hellish time for me. And I really, really felt pulled to share that story with other people. And I remember trying to record this episode multiple times and it took me weeks and weeks to finish recording this because essentially I was bearing my soul and and putting a really tough time out there for anybody to listen to. And I was extremely open. I think I even came to tears in the episode because I remember just putting myself in that place and, and just, just reliving this super hard time. And for me, that was hard because not only has it been, my God, like 
seven, eight years since that happened. But I have since, of course, moved on and got married and had a baby and all of this. So part of me felt really uncomfortable sharing this because it was kind of like a past life. But again, something inside me just kept saying, you need to share this story and you need to lead with this because this is a big event in your life. And so sure enough, I, after weeks of, <laughs> of like postponing it, starting and stopping record, I finally put the episode out there and the feedback that I got was beyond what I expected. I had people who I barely knew reaching out to me and saying, thank you so much for recording this. Like I remember going through something like this and it really con- you know, connected with me. And then people who I did not know at all were writing me messages on Instagram saying, I needed this today. Like, thank you so much. And, and for me, I could stop doing my podcast now just based off that moment because I know that I really, really impacted somebody's life. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a perfect example of being vulnerable. I put a very, very personal thing out there for the world to hear, you know, even though maybe only a hand, handful of people heard it at first, but getting that type of feedback was an indication that listening to my intuition, that, that nudge inside saying, share your story was the right thing to do. And that I was on the right path. Mm, that's so amazing. It's like, again, putting aside that ego and trusting that there's a bigger reason outside of ourselves, right? Absolutely. There was really no logical reason for me to go out there and talk about a breakup I went through like six, seven years ago, eight years ago, whenever it was, but I still felt like it was something I needed to do. And so that's an important piece too. I mean, really when it comes to anything is it may not all logically feel like the right thing to do. But if something inside of you, something internal is nudging you or pulling you or pushing you in that, that direction, that is, that is your internal guidance system saying, go this way. Like, I promise you it'll work out. Yes. And I feel like we could do an entire episode alone just on intuition. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Trusting it and all of that good stuff. But yeah, it's so true. If you get that hit and it just won't let up, you have to follow it. Absolutely. Now, If you don't mind, I'd like to switch gears a little bit to the fitness side of things. So you said that you are in the fitness industry and that you work in a private personal training studio, correct? Yes. So I work for a company called The Perfect Workout. I've been with this company for over five years now. And um, it is private personal one-on-one training. We've got studios all over the place, but I oversee uh, six studios in the greater Los Angeles area. And we specialize in slow motion, high intensity strength training, which I don't know. Have you, have you ever heard of the method? Because I, I've yet to find a a large group of people who have. (laughs) I have not. And this sounds super intriguing. So tell us all about it. Yeah. So it is a game changer. Let me tell you that. Um, I remember when I first heard about it, I was extremely skeptical because It is a full body workout that you essentially only need 20 minutes to do twice a week. Now, again, it sounds too good to be true, but it is intense. It is um, by far the 
hardest method of strength training that I've ever done. So basically you are taking every exercise that you do to momentary muscular failure, utilizing slow speed and essentially eliminating uh, force and momentum. So let's just say you are on the leg press and without any, using any you know, uh, force or momentum to drive it out, essentially you're engaging all necessary muscles for that. So you're you know, engaging glutes, legs, and you are pushing the weight out for a very slow and grueling 10 seconds. And then before fully extending your legs and locking out your joints, you are actually turning around and you're resisting the weight on the way down. So, um, and you never stop. So it is a, it is a fluid motion. So as you're bringing that weight down to the bottom, you're letting that weight stack just kind of barely touch and you're barely beginning another repetition. So you are always either pushing or resisting the weight the entire time. So your muscles stay loaded the entire exercise until you hit muscle failure. And in general, the exercise itself takes about one to two minutes. So you can imagine how heavy the weight is in order to get to that momentary muscular failure within a minute, a minute to two minutes. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And is this done with typically like machine-based exercises? Would you do them with free weights or barbells or anything like that as well? Yeah, that's a really good question. So you can apply this method to any type of exercise, whether it's free weights, machines, even body weight. However, we we do our best to stay on machines. We actually use Nautilus machines, which they are specifically calibrated to uh, be able to utilize the sm- slow movement without like as, as little as friction as possible because you're moving so slow. So um, keeping the exercise on the machine also helps to lower the risk of any type of injuries because there's less variable for um, you to, you know, to, to um, do it with improper form and things like that. Right. And now, besides being high intensity and mm-hmm. only having to do it for 20 minutes twice a week, what are some of the other benefits of this? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the, the biggest thing is, is the muscle gain and getting stronger. So getting to momentary muscular failure, especially at the slow speed with such a heavy weight, it targets the muscles even more deeply and, and really sends a strong signal uh, the strongest signal possible to your body that it needs to get stronger and improve muscle tone and kind of improve metabolism. So you're going to get the strength gains. You're going to get the muscle gains really no matter what. But um, uh, interestingly enough, this method was essentially created in the 80s for bone density. So you are building up bone density while while doing this, this method of strength training. Um, and it, it's always so interesting to me because that, yeah, it was created in the eighties in like Florida, I believe it was, um, for women who had osteoporosis. So we actually do get a lot of female clients who are actively working on trying to either reverse their osteoporosis or, um, eliminate osteopenia or just build bone, bone density in general. Um, so that's a major benefit. On top of that, you increase your metabolic rate and your glucose metabolism, and in turn, that helps also with fat loss. And then um, some other additional benefits, it's, uh, it can help you reduce your resting blood pressure, and it is very efficient. I mean, not only 
time efficient because it's only 20 minutes twice a week, but it is so safe. It is beyond safe, especially on your joints because you're keeping your muscles loaded the entire time with virtually no, none of that weight loaded onto your joints because you're never fully extending. You're never locking out and you're never really using um, momentum or force to move the weight itself. So I mean, the list goes on, but it is just an insanely efficient and safe way to get stronger, build your bone density, and also lose fat. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. And I was thinking that it would probably be really good for your joints because you're not doing that like constant repetitive motion that we can end up doing with a lot of like lower weight, higher rep kind of training. So for any of our listeners who've maybe wanted to try doing some weightlifting, but are a little bit hesitant to, because it doesn't feel safe or they're worried about their joints, this might be a really great option to try. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I do love about this workout is it's sustainable. You know, I, I've, I've been doing it since I was 25, 26 and we have clients who are in their teens. We've got clients in their, you know, adult years and we've got clients in their nineties. I mean, I don't know any other, yeah. I don't know any other workout, honestly, that you can look at and, and be actively strengthening and you can do that for the rest of your life. I mean, I don't, I don't want to hate on CrossFit or anything, but like, I don't know any 90 year old people who are doing CrossFit, you know? So that's what I love is that it's, um, you know, not only is it safe and efficient, but it's sustainable. It truly is something that you can do forever, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, where can we do this? Where do we find these studios? Yeah. So, I mean, you can find all of the locations at theperfectworkout.com, but we have uh, studios in San Diego area, Orange County, Los Angeles, the Bay Area. We're also in Houston and Dallas, Chicago, D.C., Atlanta, and Philadelphia. Very cool. So for our American listeners, um, there's some options for you. And for my Canadian friends, if we ever head down south, we know where to go now. Exactly. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we'll be, you know, going international someday. (laughs) Cool. Well, you'll have to keep me posted on that. For sure. Now, a couple more things before we wrap up today. Um, What are some of your favorite resources, whether they're books, podcasts, blogs, they can be pertaining to what we talked about today, vulnerability, or even the fitness side of things, or they can just be your faves in general. Yeah. So I really have to just give a nod to that book I mentioned earlier, um, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. I think it's a great entry-level book for anyone who's kind of looking to you know, make a positive change in their life, especially if you are prone to stress or anxiety or excessive worrying. Um, it's, it's so basic, the the message, but it is, uh, really, really, I think important. So I, I, I love that book and I highly recommend it. Um, I personally am a huge fan of uh, Manifestation Babe. So Catherine Zenkina at Manifestation mm-hmm. Babe. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she's got... Yeah. You have? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've actually taken a couple of her courses and I, I, lo- I like her podcast a lot. I just think she's got a really fresh way of delivering a lot of um, kind of like timeless mindset principles. Um, she's just very 
um, modern. I don't know. I, I just really, really like her and, and her, her teaching style. So she's got a great podcast. She also, of course, is on social media um, and her courses. She's got, I've taken two, um, Manifestation Babe Academy, which is kind of like general manifestation principles, and then Rich Babe Academy, which is more focused on um, money. And then um, if you want to get even more woo-woo, I, I uh, love the teachings of Abraham Hicks. I suggest just looking Abraham Hicks up on YouTube, listening to some videos. It's a little weird at first, especially if you're not quite sure what she's talking about. But again, it is just timeless uh, mindset and law of attraction based information. Um, yeah. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. I know. Once I found Abraham Hicks, I was like, oh my God, my life has changed. (laughs) Totally. Um, and then if you want, uh, another good podcast, uh, he's extremely popular, but Lewis Howes, I think is incredible. Um, and he, I feel like anybody could find something to resonate with, with his message. So, um, I think it's the school of greatness podcast by Lewis Howes. Yes. Really good one. And for our listeners, don't worry, we'll be sure to link up to all of this in the show notes. And final question, where can we find you? Social media, podcast, if you have any programs, courses, offerings, services, anything like that, give us all the goods. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm really just focusing on putting out some good podcast episodes. So you can find uh, the podcast anywhere on iTunes, Spotify, or even journaltheory.com. And journal theory is the podcast title. And then I hang out on Instagram quite a bit. Um, Journal theory is my podcast uh, profile, but you can also find my personal profile where I share lots of funny daughter videos of my daughter just chit-chatting and being crazy. So my personal account is Jordan P. Thompson, and that's Thompson without the P. Perfect. Yeah, we will link to all of those in the show notes as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights with us, Jordan. This was such a lovely conversation and I'm super grateful to have the inspiration to lead with a little bit more vulnerability in my own life. Oh, absolutely. It was awesome to be here. And again, it's just an opportunity to connect with other like-minded women and, and that is what I'm all about. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. And to our listeners, as always, thank you so much for your time and your energy and for allowing us to hang out in between your ears. We'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. Have a great day. Wait, before you go, if you love this episode, take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories and tag Jordan and I letting us know what you loved. 